0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. It's one of my favorite hours of the week. It's time to spill the tea. This show started out as a mini-series in March of 2020. It was a way of gathering our divine sisterhood together during the pandemic, and it's still going strong. If you're new here, welcome. Nearly every week, Molly McKinley and I get together to sip tea, do some breath work, recite affirmations, lead meditation moments, and have a conversation about what we're reading, seeing, or doing, all with a focus on keeping a balance of divine feminine and masculine energies at our table. Most of the time, it's the two of us. Sometimes we have a fellow soul-centered author or entrepreneur join us. Take a moment now to pour your favorite beverage, pop in your earbuds, and snuggle into your coziest spot or head outdoors for a walk if you prefer, and then get ready to listen in on this hour of togetherness. Hello, world. Happy Tuesday. It's time to spill the tea. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Molly. How are you?
1: I am good. How are you, love?
0: I'm great. You, you, you have (laughs) something amazing coming up. I do. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about something really exciting in Molly's life after, of course, after we breathe. Um, And then we're going to talk about the underworld and Anandamayama. Mm -hmm. Very impressive, by the way. I love you got the the rhythm right on that. I will admit I listened to the pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Anandamayama yes it's beautiful i mean i really want yeah i want to honor her um okay so what do you have we're we're feeling a little silly we just had a big brainstorming session everyone so we're feeling a little giddy um
1: so molly are you going to center us or are we going to stay silly uh let's balance our energies so we can be centered and silly so let's do our um if someone needs to turn my um, do not disturb on or is that you no nope, oh. that's you oh, oh, okay all right. Um, do not disturb me. All right. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are we doing that? Yes, we are. So it is a little silly. All right. Vishna mudra. So these two fingers, yeah. Thumb on the right nostril. If we have any men listeners, I don't think we do, but if we do, they actually start on the closing with the left and, and the women close with the right. So just, okay. FYI. So, Jen's other side. Yep. Thumb for the women, ring finger for the men. Okay. Pressing down on the nose. Big inhale, breath together. Taking the ring finger, closing that left nostril with a, like a subtle little pinch. Exhale, releasing that thumb completely um, and softly letting the air release. Inhale fully, completely. Hold and close. Exhale, releasing the ring finger.
2: Full deep exhale. Inhale, the left nose. Hold and close. Exhale, completely right. Inhale, right. Hold and close.
1: Exhale completely left. Release the hand, big inhale together. Exhale fully through the mouth, letting it go. So what's funny is like this is this time of year, right? Like for me, because I have allergies, you know, my sinus issues are kind of like my thing. You know, it's always funny, like sometimes my left nostril I can't read, you know, sometimes I'm right. And so you can kind of like kind of see you feel like where you have blocks, you know, and it's funny like when you do this breath more regularly, how um it shifts, right? um, notice things. And that's always a good thing. Like, Oh, okay. Interesting. You know,
0: (laughs) I it's the neti pot season here in our house Yes. because of that. I love a good neti pot rinse. Oh yeah. Some people don't, I mean, I'm, I'm actually shocked that I do because I don't like water in my face. Like I hold my breath in the shower when I'm washing my hair, when I, you know, back, you know, years ago when I used to go to a hair salon to get my hair done, I would have, I would cover my face. I'm so looking forward to doing that again someday. I just need to find somebody. Um, but I love a good nasal rinse.
1: Anyways, we digress. What's in your cup? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a sweet little cup that I have. I'm sure there's lots of people who ha- who can relate to these. This is Will made this little cup. It's a butterfly. Um, Horrible. 2015 but inside the cup is a green tea matcha detox blend. So um, yeah, just trying to uh, double down on detox. I love it.
0: 2015, seven years
1: ago. He's just a little wee. I know. And look, a little wee man. Yeah. This is, they do these in um, schools and then, you know, you can take their little art and it can turn into anything from aprons to mugs, to bumper stickers, you know? Um, So I forget the name of it, but it's a cool little company. So.
0: I love it. I love it. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'm drinking out of Oceana. Mm -hmm. She was
0: my very first mug that i purchased at mossy creek pottery in oregon my new favorite one of my favorite haunts on our trips down there
2: Mm.
0: and i am drinking straight up warm lemon water so like a natural, you're also detoxing yes yes um i and i love it so delicious
1: Mm. Um, uh, lemon juice or a whole lemon
0: it is, it is half of a lemon. And then I use two drops of lemon essential oil mm-hmm. and two drops of grapefruit essential oil. Interesting. Very tasty.
1: Yeah. My lemon water blend is half of a lemon, like half of a squeezed lemon, honey, turmeric, cinnamon, and a dash of cayenne.
0: Yum. Yes. I have a blend called slim and sassy or something like that. That's a doTERRA and it has, well, I don't think it has cayenne in it, but it definitely has like turmeric and cinnamon. I think there may be even a little wild orange or something like that. I do like that one, but it's been out for a while. Um, but that was a good reminder. I do have turmeric essential oil too.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, um, you pointed you <laughs> finger guns. Okay. Uh, yes. June 4th. Yes. Six for
0: 2022. Oh my gosh. Look at this beautiful book, everyone. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, Check
1: out the show notes. Oh my goodness. It's alive. It is alive. alive. (laughs) And it's actually like post-COVID printing, you know, like there was always this, there's supply chain issues and nope, it's in the reels. So it's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. This book is, um, it's funny because it's like, like we said, it's not linear. It's very much, you can pick up and read it chapter at a time. Uh, The chapters don't necessarily connect. It's not something that you have to read from start to finish. And um, it's really just uh, sort of like buckets of um, new ways of thinking questions to ask. Um, Again, this isn't me telling, it's just uh, providing a framework for uh, exploring an alternative paths.
0: Well, and I remember we were talking in 2020 on the show about, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but it was an author friend of yours who was like, I wish I would have posed more
1: questions. That's yeah. David Baldwin. He was the author of the, oh gosh, the something shared economy or something. I'm sorry, David. I love you. Um, He is the founder of Baldwin and which is a creative marketing services company here in the area. And the, um, he, it's something economy is his book. I just, it, it's not, it's just not coming to me. Um, but yes, he actually said that he he had a lot of people coming to him who were basically like- The creative process. Critics, yeah. And um, so he was just like- he just wishes that he had um, done things a little bit differently because uh, he wasn't, he was surprised that he was trying to offer a little bit of goodness in the world. And, you know, obviously people, um, people can be a holes,
0: right? (laughs) Yes. It does feel like that sometimes. Um, that's for sure. But I love that you incorporated that advice into the book and that there you are, um, there's journal prompts. There's all, there's the spirituality of yoga woven into it. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that six, four everybody yes. knows that there's a party.
1: There's a party in Raleigh. I know there's not going to be a virtual component. I'm sorry to say, you know, because I think it's just, um, you know, like the, it's a physical book, it's physical party. And, um, you know, we're just going to go there and we're going to actually sip, and we're going to chit chat. And, um, you know, um, it's at, um, one of my beloveds, her partners, um, store called the flourish market. And, um, yeah, every single thing in the store gives back to a cause most, mostly women makers. So it really embodies like the best of the best of an intentional business. And so it's like, we get to bring our people in to support her and shine a light on, on something that she's doing. Um, and we, you know, anybody who's coming is going to get a free copy of the book, um, you know, and we're going to have some champagne and, um, we're honestly, it's just about celebrating, um, you know, a, a done Yes. Amen. Okay. Well, and of
0: course, I'm I'm excited. I'll be there. And so Yay. I'll be sharing things along the way. And so for all of our beloveds who follow me, and then I'm sure the next day, <laughs> they'll be on your page somehow, but we'll, we'll be, be sure to capture as much of it as we can while we're also being fully present. As that's you it. all know, that's a big, that's a big passion for both Molly and for me. So we will share what we can after but we won't leave you out totally um so that is happening again in raleigh for those of you who are local or who have always wanted to see north carolina now is your opportunity it's a beautiful time of year it's before all the crazy heat and humidity right yes it is yeah and i'm guessing it's still going to be absolutely gorgeous with beautiful bright green everywhere and flowers and like it is
1: yeah it's raleigh's a cool place you know where it we're a city that's about ready to have a renaissance because we have, um, we have, we're be quickly becoming the tech hub of the East, um, but we're not there yet. Right. So um, it's just this kind of interesting moment of a, of a teenage, teenager city who is about to, you know, kind of find their oh, own like the teenager yeah. city. Okay. So.
0: Make sure to mark your calendars. We'll be sure to drop a link in to the book launch um, information on the intentional business page here on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, for those of you who want to keep up on everything that's happening with Molly between Red Tail Creative, Intentionalities, the book, future workshops that she's going to be launching, remember intentionaltogether.com is where you will stay in the know. Yeah. Uh, we'll drop that into the comments or into the comments and in the show notes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. All right.
1: Our archetype card this week, the underworld. I know. Yeah, we actually, it was such an interesting pull. I'm trying to pull, lift it out here so we can show. Sorry. Um, it was still laying on my thing. Um, the underworld, the it's like worms and eyeballs and seed yes. pods and, you know, yeah. Well, it is where
0: Hades lives. So. Little
1: bugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> little
2: bugs? <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: excited to see where this, like, oh, my God, I kind of like that little bug. Um, cute. It looks like a little bit of a dark ladybug from here. Um, yes,
1: exactly. Huh. So yeah. I'm looking forward to
0: hearing, how, hearing about the underworld and then how that kind of weaves in with the joy permeated mother.
1: Yeah, honestly like Try I, in I an underworld. I normally, you know, sometimes I will read this, um, but I haven't read this um because I I wanted to kind of let the intuition um pull the red threads between those together. All right. Yeah. The underworld, the nightmare, the ordeal, the bottom. This is no time to mince words. The archetypal territory of the underworld is fraught with nightmares, suffering and pain. It is the darkest shadow realm, which we try vigilantly to avoid or deny at any cost. Try as we might, the darkness pulls us into its depths through disturbing dream images, unexpected accidents, illness, war, conflict, and ultimately death. Not visiting the underworld or denying its existence altogether is what gives it dangerous power. Ooh, let me read that again. Not visiting the underworld or denying its existence altogether is what gives it dangerous power.
2: Mm.
1: Traversing it forces us to bow humbly to the greater forces that be while summoning the inner strength we previously underestimated. Take solace that the underworld subsumes everyone from time to time, making us deeper friends, more intimate partners, soldiers of light amid our shadowy times facing darkness and choosing light is the most profound calling of all Mm. when light bravery depth facing of deepest fears when dark denial suppression evil unconscious ha interesting (laughs) uh well let's see
0: what the margin says Yes. One of the earliest stories on record is that of the goddess Inanna's descent. Turns out descending into the underworld is as old as time itself. <laughs> Amen. I mean, Inanna, Persephone. Um, I mean, there's, All there's a that. few others that we've, we've read about in the past, too. Wow. I mean, I feel like the last two years you were kind of walking through the underworld.
1: I was walking through the underworld. I think I still can like pull an earthworm out of my, uh, my- <laughs> <laughs> I was I was deep in the underworld, but you know what? Honestly, so, I mean, like the personal connection to me, this line is the fact that the underworld subsumes everyone from time to time, making us deeper friends, more intimate partners, soldiers of light and our own shadowy times. Like mm-hmm. for me, that is, that is it like showing up in, new relationships and with my you know girlfriend Jen um after I have gotten out of the underworld has profound me profoundly changed the way I show up in relationship like I almost don't recognize myself
0: wow yeah i mean that's so beautiful i sent you something over the weekend the that um that source source message that said, all of your shadow work is beginning to break patterns of habitual conditioning, which is allowing you to move different, surprising yourself more responding. Instead of reacting, speaking things into existence, you're turning into more of who you are less filter, more rawness. That authenticity is seeping its way through the essence of your being and will overwhelm every aspect of your life in good ways. I mean, you are walking example of walking through it and experiencing the joy on the other side. Maybe that's how they connect.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's how these cards connect. I don't know. Um, wow. I'm not going to sugarcoat it though. I mean, it's not a fun process. Nobody wants to do it. Right. Like, and I, I went, I went kicking and screaming into the underworld, you know, like it wasn't something that I would have chosen to do on my own. I it was no act of bravery or courage. I just was there and I had to get out. Right. So you have to walk yourself through it. You well, know? But, and this is when it's dark, it's denial.
0: So you went in under the dark side of the underworld. But at some point you were like, all right,
1: I got to do this. Turn on my own little flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your own little care bear. Um, yes. A little heart light. Yes. The,
0: oh, I just, I was just thinking about that. Um, the mantra that you used as well, like maybe that was your light switch through? moment. Yeah. The only way out is through, right? That was the moment your bravery took over. When the underworld walk went light.
1: Oh, that's yeah. good. God, you just gave me like, I have like goose goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah, that's so good. It's the moment.
0: I mean, and that is the, we experience such transcendence when we surrender. Right. Like uh, I had shared. When we were in our group session a couple of weeks ago, about how when Andrew and I went away for our anniversary and the first room they checked us into was not at all what we expected. And I was so stressed out and that I was bawling and I was so upset about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a room, a beautiful, clean room that didn't have all all the chaos of my home. So I was in a place that I had been manifesting, but it wasn't what I wanted.
1: Yeah. But the room also, the, the tears aren't about the room.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, it's about unmet expectation. It's about, yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what that was unmet expectation. But the second I surrendered, I mean, within 15 minutes we were moved, which is, I mean, absolutely unheard of in the, it's cause it's not a hotel it's like timeshare, right? It's a WorldMark. You don't move. When you're there, like you get there and you check into the room you get. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very divine.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: This is the same concept that learning to surrender in in light. (laughs) Like, let us surrender to the light side of these archetypes whenever
1: possible. Well, exactly. And again, even when dark or when the dark is out of balance, in balance is light, out of balance is dark. Again, like just trying to like expand our thinking of the dualism stuff, yes, right? Because The dualism good. creeps us into like uh, a box, right? Yes. Good, good. Denial, suppression, so unconscious. You know, these yes. are the things that when out of balance, it's we have no power of discernment because we're unconscious to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't have power. We're in our reaction. Um, we aren't in our creation, right? Yeah. And, and that's the key. Like, we're where our power is being um, instead of directed. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I mean, that the
0: image of somebody like pulling it from us or a, or an experience or a situation just dragging us versus the flow coming into and through us. Yes. Right? I mean, that's powerful. It's a powerful reminder. It and I feel like each time we learn this lesson, each time this lesson comes to us, we get there faster and
1: faster. Oh, 100%. Well, and again, I just want to like set some some clarity around this too, because I do think it's an important part of the conversation. Like in my underworld, right? Or when I was doing the shadow work, there were very many people, and there were a few key players in my life at the time. That doesn't mean that they were dark or bad, or you know, those circumstances was not. Those were um, contributing to my breaking, if you will. But those individuals themselves, there's there's no there's there's nothing there everybody's in their own walk right yes, yes and everybody's in their own aware or uh, unaware of their own beautiful essence as soul and you know trying to have this embodied experience yes right and so even when like you're in the underworld and you may be in there you know the only way out is through and trying to sort through all this stuff it doesn't um it doesn't like there's no Like I have nothing but absolute utmost gratitude for the things and the circumstances and the people of when I fell to my knees. Right. Yeah. Because that had to happen so that I could reset and rebuild.
0: Yes. And in true Scorpio form you know,
1: the Phoenix, Yeah, <laughs> the Phoenix.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, you literally have to burn down to ashes. Like that is, that's kind of the, the, um, the stubbornness of the Scorpio I'd say. I mean, yeah. you're not the only sign that does that of course, but, yes. but it's true to true to form. Right. Yeah. And, and when you, when you're on the other side of it, there is so much joy in recognizing that there were so, so there's so much learned Mm. there's, I, you are a different human being today than you were two years ago. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, in, in so many, in so many of the luscious layers of life. Right. And that is, you know, we were talking about this last week about how you, you, you like poke something for me about why politics has never really felt right. And that's because they pigeonhole you on something that you might've said 30 years ago, like that is still your platform today. Mm-hmm. Right, uh-huh. and how much more I love to be in conversations like this, where you know we were talking about X, Y, Z in 2020, and today now we're like, yeah, that doesn't quite fit anymore. Like I've learned, I've grown, I've stretched, I met, some, have shrunk, whatever. Great. Right. Oh, and it feels so good.
2: It, it feels really so is. good
0: to be on on a, on the path with people who recognize and and I would say celebrate the changing that is you every day
1: and give you the space, the freedom Mm -hmm. to stretch, to ask, to be curious, right? Maybe you come to the same conclusion. Maybe you don't, but I think that the, for me, like the freedom to ask is the thing that, um, I require most. Yeah. Yeah you know, and it's uncomfortable for other people when you're asking things, especially if it threatens anything in their world, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And when they're not in the the same mind space, some questions can make people feel uncomfortable because they feel like they're less than, and that's why you're asking. Yeah. And that creating the special space for that is so important.
1: Well, which goes back to the four agreements, that book, and that it's never personal right? Yes. Yeah. The asking is really has nothing to do with you. Like the asking has everything to do with whatever is burning inside of me. Right. Burning inside of you, you Phoenix. <laughs> well, no, but seriously, like, think about it. I mean, that sounds kind of cheesy, but it does, you know, like, Oh, no, it doesn't. It sounds very real and, and wise. Right. It's not about it's the, it's never personal. And if we can remember that, and I just, I just had this conversation actually with you know, um, Stacy today, cause, um, today was our anniversary, our, our past wedding anniversary. And so, um, we met to take care of some self-business to do together. And, um, we were having that conversation and, um, you know, it was one of those things where one, it's beautiful that we can have a conversation. Amen. Right? Yes. Right. It's taken yes. a long time to get to this place where we can have a conversation. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: Um the but it is the um I, I forget where I was going with it, but yeah, it but it um it it was a, the first time where I felt like, you know, um we're in a place where we can hear each other again. Yes. Right. Yes, well, and when you're
0: not trying to convince the other one of where you're going or what your needs are, or like there is that whole convincing of oh that yes. was,
1: yeah, that is not healthy communication. No. No. Yeah, and and I what's beautiful about that too, though, is, you know, um you know, it's taking all of this stuff, right. That each of us deals with on a daily basis, whatever it is that each of us has in front of us, because we all have a challenge in a unique way, you know, and if, and if, and if right now in this moment, there isn't, it doesn't mean, um, you know, like we know that there, everything moves in seasons and cycles, right. So there um, you know, that's the, the Buddhist non-attachment. Um, you don't attach the positive and you don't attach the negative because it's moving you know? Yes. It's not lasting long. It will, it will pass through, but the, the wisdom, I think in, in all of it is when you can separate yourself from, uh, from the emotion and then, and just get removed, right. Is actually where you can get the clarity and seeing like the different components of the story unfolding and how they unfolded and, you know the feelings and the moments and all of the things, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, all of them. It's not about like I'm. I don't know. It's so
0: beautiful. Well, I, so many lessons in there, and and again, it's with each relationship, each conversation, right? We're we're learning and growing, and finding finding ways to hopefully do things that are for the good of all and the harm of none.
1: That's it. I mean, and in in business, it's the same thing. It's like, we're, as we're growing and learning more about the people that we create with, you know, and if they, if people are showing up in ways that are, you know, or if there's communication challenges or, you know, or those weird cycles of, you know, of required validation, right. Mm -hmm. That, you know, there's just like, To be able to step back and just say, oh, this, um, one, if you're being triggered, why does this trigger me? Not that this person is an a-hole, but why is this person, why is that triggering me? Yes. You know, why am I unable to remain a a neutral container for whatever experience is happening here? Yes. It's stirring. Yeah. Why? Because then it's a mirror. Yeah. right If I can't sit, hold sacred space in a neutral way, it then the work is mine. Yeah right always. Well,
0: I, I think that there are certain things that we learned growing up right like um, doing to others as you want them to do to you. And yeah. so we were taught to like have this almost like keeping track like well I did this nice thing for you, so why aren't you doing this nice thing for me? And so we are, we were raised in an environment unintentionally where we weren't actually holding space for for them or for us we were like filling a scoreboard mm. with well i've been nice or i've done this or i did that so now now you're required to do that for me right like mm. that's the rule cuz that's how we were raised and and now looking at it from through the lens of we're all at different stages maybe we we were taught the same thing, but that doesn't mean we learned it.
1: Well, Uh, and connecting the dots to the breath of fully human, fully divine, right? Yeah. Our humanness is the the way that the soul experiences this world, right? That's a theory, a thesis. And it's a clumsy experience for the most part. (laughs) Yes. Hot and (laughs) messy. Hot and messy, right? And for some of us, hot and messier right mm-hmm. depending on how we learn or yeah. what we or what our you know yeah you know our our appetite for for risk or whatever right like
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it
0: i love it like you're you're getting there and and in different seasons right well it's like there's some seasons where i feel like i'm just like burn it down like let's go yeah there's
1: where i'm like i just i just want to be in my bathtub like I don't want anything to change. Yes, right? I'm tired. Like, but unfortunately for whatever reason my my life lesson is like I am a ass kicking boot wearer like hard lessons like just <laughs> school hard knocks. <laughs> I, do. I just got to go in. I just got to go in there, get all in there and you know and I am learning to be a little bit more delicate in the process.
0: <laughs> delicate cause... in your Scorpio ways. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, um, we're our, our lady, let's talk about our lady. Anandamayama. Anandamayama. I love, I love this image. It's so beautiful. She's glowing I mean, her third eye is glowing. She's in this beautiful, natural, it almost looks like there's like a waterfall or a river that she's standing in. It's just, it's so beautiful. And her,
1: uh, she's the joy permeated mother. So let me read it a little bit about who. Ananda. Can I say are. one thing really quickly? Cause I just want to yeah. make sure we have this conversation. Cause a lot of our conversation is about our personal experiences. Yes. And I, I just feel like the reason why we share our personal experiences so vulnerably and openly is because it's not about us. It's about people finding the connections to their stories. Oh yes, absolutely. Right. And I just want to make sure that um, we, we say that, right. Cause otherwise it's like, not like the, you know what I mean? They're, like that's the reason we're being vulnerable is to have legitimate connection to each other. Yeah, you know, without the masks and yeah, you know, yeah, so Ananda Mayama. Ananda Mayama. She represents the essence, ready,
0: of the expansive joy that comes when we remember our true self. Mm. Nirmala Sundari, which means beautiful one in Bengali, was born in the late 19th century in what is now Bangladesh. Her family questioned her mental stability because from an early age, she was always found in babas or ecstatic states of bliss. I do what that <laughs> looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. I'll have what she's having. Uh, at 13, she was married to a man she would later named, she would later name Bolanov. And he supported her life as a mystic and saint. At 26, Nirmala enacted her own spiritual initiation. Remind you a little of Fekla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ceremony and rites were spontaneously revealed to her from within.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She explained, As the master, I revealed the mantra. As the disciple, I accepted it. And it started. To recite it. Come on. So, I'm yeah. going to read that again. As the master, I revealed the mantra. As the disciple, I accepted it and started to recite it. Wow. In the 1920s, so this is, you know, 100 years ago, she set up a Kali temple and devoted her life to spiritual practices. She mm-hmm. began to be recognized as the living embodiment of the divine feminine. And as the incarnation of Kali as divine love. So remember, for those of you who maybe weren't here for our past conversations around Kali, Kali is very, um, has is seen as almost frightening. She's usually got blue skin. She's carrying a <laughs> demon's head. She's got skulls around her, her neck. Um, but she is also known as a um, deep, deeply deeply passionate and loving um woman. And misunderstood honest. for the most part, right? I mean, what's that? And misunderstood. Misunderstood, incredibly so, yeah. So so ma is the reincarnate like they're seeing her as the reincarnation of Kali as divine love.
1: Really? Her
0: first disciple named her Ananda Mayama, the joy permeated mother because her blissful states would inspire others to remember their innate path to joy. Her first ashram was built in 1929. Her profound spiritual teachings began to attract scholars, philosophers, artists, and other contemporary mystics. She refused to be called a guru, insisting that we are all ultimately one self. She loved all living creatures exactly the same, including herself. Ananda gave the red thread to women for this reason. Which was a sacred rite of bestowing spiritual authority previously only given to men.
2: Oh, so good.
0: (laughs) So when you, when your soul selects your card as our collective soul did last week, there's a passage in autobiography of a yogi that relates an encounter he had with Anandamayama. He asks her why she is filled with so much joy and can enter states of bliss instantly. She explains that she's aware of her true self. She knows that before she came to earth, she was the same as a little girl. And later when she grew into a woman, still she was the same. And now sitting in front of Yogananda, she remains the same. And even after death, she says, through the dance of creation changes around me, I shall be the same. Mm. This is self-realization merging with that aspect within us that never changes.
2: Mm-hmm. It becomes
0: conscious of the self that is eternal while this brief mortal existence is here. Ananda Ma believed that the only true calling or purpose any of us has is to become realized. And so she believed that any action we take towards that goal is sacred. There is a deep, calm, abiding joy that arrives when we can merge with the aspects of us that never changes. There is a bliss we get to experience every time we detach from the surface storms that can cause chaos in our lives. If we can remember that we are the guru, that we are an aspect of the divine that remains the same no matter how much change surrounds us, then we get to arrive at joy that lives at the core of our being. So her soul voice meditation question for us to ponder this week is what does joy feel like in my body? What does joy feel like in my body? And then our intention is I am my own guru. I know the self that never changes.
1: Mm. Wow! Well, that actually is a very beautiful connection to the underworld. Agreed. 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 I mean, we're like, how does this going to connect? I have no idea. Well, it connects because when you're in the underworld and you are remembering who you are, right? The storm can be swirling around you without attaching to the fear because yes. you are not fear, right? Yes. Your soul. Yes. That is the beginning of awareness, right? That's, yes. that's it. And she talks, I mean, this
0: talks about, right. This idea of the dance of creation changes around me. Mm. I love that, that the visual, right. The dance of creation changes around me. And, and I think that the underworld, well, it does say at the beginning, like let us not mince words. Like this is where nightmares live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There, there is, um, that idea when you weave back in what we learned with Kali and so many other of these amazing goddesses and priestesses about this idea of burning it down, watching what you went through the last few years of burning it down, getting to the ashes and then rising up from them. That is chaos to creation is the divine feminine. Yes. It, it is. is that part. Uh, like I wrote about the Friday, in the Friday the 13th post this last week about the divine feminine is um, this beautiful sacred creation, the circle of birth, death, rebirth, death. (laughs) And, and when the patriarchal society kicked in, it became, it turned from sacred to scared, right? They were scared of that power of that chaos creating things because what is on the other side of it? What
1: will it change? Well, and the, the metaphor that always comes to mind is the, the leaves on the tree, right? So it's like once the, you know, the leaves and then they drop, they decay, they nourish what's below, what's below creates the fertile ground for the new birth, right? So it's just, it's none of it is lost. It's just in a stage of its beingness, Mm. right? And um, I love that. That's how she, that's
0: touching you. It is. I mean, you know, me, I like to pet the leaves, right? Yeah. Um, actually I was yeah. taking video petting the leaves the other day. I'm like, are there other people who take video of themselves petting leaves? I, 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 maybe there's a couple out there.
1: Um, well, you kind of a...
0: I do. I do. I rub on my stiffet. What does it smell like? And of course now I, I always think of Jen when I do that, <laughs> because, <she's... laughs>
1: because she was
0: like, um, I've now got this new thing now. Like I rub the leaves and I'm smelling them. <laughs> she was like in awe at herself, that she is now a sniffer of leaves. Um, <laughs> but there is, there's such magic in the touch of the leaves in spring. They are like dew and velvet and, and silk. And I, I hope someone out there is encouraged to go out and, and touch the leaves right now.
2: Mm -hmm. Like
0: this, the, they are
1: brand new birthed leaves. Mm -hmm. They feel incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will. And then they're, they're, you know, I think it's, it's truly like, yeah that i mean it, it it is truly profound when you you witness that cycle and when they drop right they don't drop with you know they, they just drop
2: i and, drop and you can't <laughs> right i to admit
0: this i am going to admit it um i am that person like i want to collect all the leaves that drop i mean i probably have 500 dried leaves in my house <laughs> Like every book I have, like every art book, every history book, every hardcover book has wax paper with paper towels and leaves in it. Like, and a little date on when I collected it.
1: okay, that is adorable and beautiful.
0: <laughs> like I was we're trying to get everything we have to move our basement and our main floor into a pod, yeah, for the all of the construction work. yeah, and I was like, Oh God, this is embarrassing. I mean, books that should be flat are like this. Okay. I think that's beautiful. And (laughs) I need a better solution. I was like, maybe that can create something like a beautiful piece of furniture or something. That's like a press. Mm. Maybe there's something Mm. that already exists. Anyways, anybody has any ideas?
2: (laughs) Mm.
1: I'm imagining this
0: beautiful wooden, like maybe has a little
1: cranks. I don't know. I I love that you're doing that. And it's just this intuitive wanting to preserve honor. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it is honoring because they're so every
0: one of them is so different. Yeah. It's like, oh, you already have enough of those little red ones. I'm like, but this one has a really has like a little gnome. (laughs) shoot at the top like and this one looks like a little body like every one of them is so incredibly unique that it's like but that one would be great in this frame in that room I mean I'm like ditch the the you know like store-bought art and
1: I have leaves everywhere what if you were like to decoupage it on your wall like as in wallpaper or something like a little like powder room or something wallpaper would be neat although I would I would be devastated to leave it oh yes So it would have to be like an installation
0: that I could take with me, but that's not impossible. That's not impossible. Yes. No.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. Create. Yes. Come up with ideas. How can I use them? I mean, it's, I think that the point in all of this is that there is beauty in each one of those stages. That's it. Right. Like I take pictures of the blossoms because I don't pick those, those turn into the leaves. Right. Like, and you know, so some things get photographed, some things get gathered, some things get dried, some things get burned.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the papyrus that I gather from those river birch—man, it's actually maybe my favorite gift ever. <laughs> Although I will—if you haven't used them already, you have—you cannot burn those inside your house. You
1: have to burn them like in the fire pit. Yeah. Smoke yourself out. You smoke yourself out.
2: <laughs> Look, you love out.
1: Don't make toast and burn papyrus at the same time, folks. That
0: is correct. Or the firemen will show up at your front door. Okay, um,
1: are you ready to meditate us out? Yes, let's meditate and then we'll pick. Okay. okay. so let's find the stillness in the body, settling in the bones. Start to feel the connection of the air entering the nose, filling and expanding the chest and the belly. Starting to drop into that heart center and be present with the shape of the container, the body, the skin. Mm. Starting to feel this awareness, this connection this connection, connecting the body and the spirit, one but not the same. And as we have this awareness of the body breathing, sitting, feeling that gravity of the earth's pull, rooting the actual physical
2: being. Try to find or connect to that lightness, that light inside.
1: One little trick again is sort of focusing on that pull of the gravity in the physical body.
2: but trying to find that lightness inside the body, focusing on that heart center.
1: Coupling that awareness with the breath. So when you breathe in, just feel that lightness, the expansion.
2: that freedom. And then when you breathe out that depth, that
1: rooting, the connection. So the breathing in, opening, filling, expanding. And then when you close with the exhale, that contraction, that pulling, that rooting.
2: Big collective breath in together and exhaling through the mouth, letting it go,
1: and just play with that little meditation mm. of that watcher and the watched, mm. right? Body, observer, soul, skin. You know, mm. so good.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, what what uh, archetype are we going to
2: talk about next week? This little pop, this little belly.
1: We already pull this one. The threshold. Yes,
2: yes, we did.
1: We talked about that with Tara Nicole, I think. Did we get this one already too?
0: No ooh
1: a mountain mountain. climb any mountain look at that little guy in there Hmm. that's
0: interesting
1: interesting. looks like
0: maybe that's actually a volcano inside interesting Hmm. all right all right ladies who wants to play with us next week
1: (laughs) you shall be known by
0: Sappho, the, Sappho. the poet.
1: I like her she is, I she's I love
0: oh I love every inch of my body is
1: her she's scandalous she's uh she's she writes poetry about women love yes she does so
0: yes um, she does climbing that mountain all right
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> i like This will be a fun little conversation with Sappos and our uh, the lesbian overtones.
0: Put on your seatbelts, everybody. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Molly, I always love our time together. Mm-hmm. I love our time together. I mean, I mean, I think we could just keep talking and talking. Another pot of tea and then another pot of tea. However, <laughs> got to get back to real life here. Yep, All right, okay. everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. Remember, write down June 4th at 7 to 9 p.m. at Flourish in Raleigh. Oh.
2: Yes.
0: Um, We'll drop the link into the comments um, over on Facebook and add them to the the show notes so that those of you who are in the area or want to make a trip of it can be there. Let us know that you're going to be there, of course, for sure. Uh, And just give the page a like, give the intentional business page a like so that you can stay up to date on what's happening. And of course, bookmark intentionaltogether.com so that you stay up to date on what Molly's brewing over in her world. All right, everyone, we'll see you next week. Until then, have a great one. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a sacred space to learn and laugh together and to reset our mindsets for the week ahead. We do hope that you enjoyed hearing our thoughts and stories about our favorite people, products, and initiatives positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy want to connect with us head on over to those show notes and click on the links let's all confidently step into tomorrow intentionally leading with divine love gratitude and faith Psst. hey if you like the show we'd love for you to click those stars and leave us a review and don't keep us a secret Share us with a friend. We love expanding the circle. Thanks.